Hello and welcome to episode 54 of the Telling the Story podcast, a look at how journalists and all of us reach the world. I am Matt Pearl, author of the Telling the Story blog and a reporter at NBC in Atlanta. A few reminders before we get going. First of all, I want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher is the best podcast app I know. It keeps a playlist of your favorite shows and automatically updates with new episodes so you don't need to download all of them. Just download the Stitcher app and subscribe to the Telling the Story podcast. Secondly, want to encourage you to check out my new book. It's called The Solo Video Journalist. It is a how-to guide for those in local TV who do it all, shooting and editing their own reports. The book's been out about a few months, and I've gotten some really nice feedback from current working journalists in the business. I'd love for you to check it out. That's The Solo Video Journalist, available now on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and the publisher's website. The month of June seems to be a great month for journalists to do everything journalism-related but their jobs. So many awards, so many workshops. I'll be speaking at two workshops this June. One is the Sound of Life Media Southeast Storytelling Workshop. That's in Asheville, North Carolina, later in the month. And at the start of the month, I'll be part of an MMJ roundtable at the NPPA Rocky Mountain Workshop in Salt Lake City, Utah. That is where we bring in my guest today, the co-director of that workshop, the chief photographer at KSL-TV in Salt Lake City, John Wilson. Welcome to the Telling the Story podcast. Hi, Matt. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> Thanks for having me on here. Glad to have you on, John. You, are, uh, you guys are about a month out now. How's it coming? Yeah, it's, it's really good. You know, it's, The really cool thing has been to have people reach out from all over the country and talk about how they're interested coming out I've, I've heard a bunch of people say you know oh i'm glad it's in salt lake city it's a kind of a new place we've not really been able to come out and explore you know it's it's not your standard workshop location so uh we've been going through all of the kind of the guys who haven't put on the workshop before we're kind of going through all of those learning processes along the way you've been a great help scott jensen has been a great help uh, along the way for us so yeah, it's been really it's been a really cool experience. I, I don't think I would want to put one of these on every six months or so, <laughs> but for for this for this small window of time, it's been really it's been really pretty cool. Yeah, I uh, I got an email from you a few months back now, a asking me to speak, but also uh, just kind of saying you guys were going to do the workshop and asking for general advice, and it was a very exciting email to receive. Uh, you referenced this a little bit, but for a little background. I co-directed an NPPA regional workshop last year in Atlanta. It was the second straight year where such a workshop had occurred. There was one in Seattle in 2015. So we felt really proud to carry on the tradition to a second year. And I remember thinking at the time when we wrapped that workshop in Atlanta, gosh, I really hope someone picks up the ball and does this in a different region next year. So now you guys are carrying the tradition. It's so exciting to hear. Talk about what just led you to that decision yeah you know we we have a really great facility at our television station ksl in salt lake city we have a big studio and me and some of the guys who had went to norman last year back in the fall were just discussing hey you know we could really put on a pretty good workshop here our station is really behind the storytelling initiative and all of that and so really i'd kind of reached out to mary murray at nppa who runs the best of photojournalism awards and said hey you know if you guys ever really need a place to do this, we probably could pull this off if we needed to. 
And then it rolled around this spring and uh, they needed a place to do it. And so we kind of jumped in uh, feet first and we're like, okay, let's, let's give this a try. Let's see if we can put this off. This is kind of uh, cannonballing it a little bit three months out (laughs) and getting started. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't be even remotely possible. I think if we didn't have the support of our general general manager, Tanya Vey and our news director, Leona Wood and our deputy managing editor, Chuck wing, like we've got a really good management staff behind us at KSL. Obviously we've had a huge push in NPPA over the last few years since I arrived. And I think this is just another part of that where we're like, okay, you know, what's the next step we can take to kind of really become one of the best shops in the country. And I think this is it. It's a, to give back to the storytelling community in this way, I think is pretty important. uh, If you're going to be a leader in kind of the push to do things the right way to teach storytelling properly and to kind of learn it yourself and like you said you guys really it's been noticeable from the outside in the last few years just the push that you guys have made as a station the people that that y'all have hired um tell me a little bit about just as a planner and we were talking a little bit before uh this interview and you were saying how you had done a smaller but very impactful workshop in kentucky the knpa workshop for 10 years is that right yeah, so early on in my career, I was just a part-time sports photographer, and uh, there was an award show kind of associated with that every year where everyone in the state would submit their best stories for the year, and you'd go in. And really, the only thing I cared about at that time was you know, winning the sports awards, being the sports photographer of the year. But then along the way, you sit in the workshop, and they bring in these amazing photojournalists and reporters from around the country John Sharifi, Daryl Barton, Darren Durlach, Scott Jensen, Nathan Thompson came the year he won POI. And it really gets into your veins. And so then later in my career, as I became more focused on the news aspect and telling stories, I became more heavily involved with the KNPA workshop and the planning and putting it on. And it really was on a small level kind of a cool thing to see even one week in a year in January in Kentucky, it usually always snows a foot the week we're trying to put it on. Uh, (laughs) But it was really cool to see that guys from around the country who, you know, are, were, were really bigger than we were, were, would come in and were willing to give up their time. We weren't paying them a check or anything to come in and do it. It was guys who are willing to come in and go through the educational process to help fellow journalists get better. And obviously it's kind of, you know, been a huge thing in my career. I kind of look back on that as everything that led up to me, you know, winning regional POI with NPPA, getting a chief photographer job. I can really trace all of the good things in my career back to that workshop. And so we really kind of are passionate in a workshop like this, doing that for other people in this region, maybe. And it, you know, really the kind of area of the country we're in, maybe it isn't a heavy NPPA area. And if we can get some people from Vegas in or get some people from some of the smaller markets in Idaho and California to come to this workshop, maybe we can kind of get that inspiration into some areas that are beyond Seattle and Denver and Minneapolis. Yeah, that's very, very cool. I I was asked to speak at the Kentucky workshop this past year and, uh, I accepted that and we had booked the plane tickets and then I was assigned to go cover the presidential inauguration literally the day before. So it required a lot of fancy footwork (laughs) to be able to do that and then still get to Louisville 
to speak at the workshop, but I was so glad I did. It was a blast. I came in with pretty much all of my gear uh, from <laughs> D.C. And, uh, and then just had a blast in Kentucky. It's, a, it's, it's always nice to see the passion that exists in those state-level workshops where you know it, it's not as large of a crowd, but the people are into it. And they really, like you said, they really appreciate when folks come in from out of town, especially flying in and doing that sort of thing. Now, with a workshop like this, obviously the crowd is a little larger. And yes. the uh, we hope we hope <laughs> we hope, and you're planning something. I'm, I'm assuming it's on a larger scale than than what you did in Kentucky. Talk a little bit about sure. what has been rewarding about this process for you as a planner, uh, and also just a lover of storytelling. And, and what have been the biggest challenges? Yeah, you know the great thing about this is it's tied into the NPPA Best of Voto- Best of Photojournalism Video Award. So right there we have a natural draw for you know everybody who's affiliated with that all of the finalists for the ernie chris photographer of the year are going to be there uh we've reached out to all of them obviously ann herbst is going to participate with you on the dmmj panel uh you know boyd hoopert is our keynote speaker uh i think all of the guys from care who are poi finalists are going to be there uh and we're gonna you know we're gonna kind of use them we're gonna hopefully do a winner's q a with whoever the poi winner is uh, show some of their stuff, let people in the audience kind of ask them questions. I thought that that would be a really cool thing to do since we've got all these people here. Hopefully most of the regional POIs are there and we can kind of get make it an interactive thing. So if people have questions, how did you get to where you are? Teach me what you know your secret is kind of thing. Yeah, and to really reach out to some of the points that would really kind of inspire people as far as like the, you know, the core of what these guys who are being rewarded with the highest honor in our profession, kind of what it is that makes them pick and what it is that kind of gets their stuff to that level. And so that's really one of the cool things that, you know, reaching out to all of them, you know, getting them out here, you guys who are going to participate on the MMJ panel, Joe Little, our in-house resident storyteller, Peter Rosen, uh, it's that stuff has been really cool kind of reaching out and communicating with people who are passionate about not just doing good work, but passionate about sharing that with other journalists, because that I think is ultimately the most rewarding thing. It's been the most rewarding thing to me when I became a chief photographer, I never thought that it would be as much fun kind of taking enjoyment in other people's successes as it has been for me. And I think that's a really cool thing to pass on. I think a lot of the guys who have done workshops before, like you and Boyd, you guys really understand that that's, that's where the real kind of fulfillment in this job comes from. And, uh, it's really cool. I, you know, I talked to Bill Mideke, uh, about the workshops that he put on in Minneapolis. And I told him, I was like, honestly, Bill, you know, we drove up there, one of your first workshops from Kentucky on our own dime, long road trip. I think it was 12 hours in a car (laughs) just to hear, just to hear Boyd and John Malott present because we were obviously such huge fans of them, a car full of photographers from Kentucky. And those memories and those experiences are so inspirational to me and my assistant chief, Brandon Whitworth, who I brought out from Kentucky. Uh, And those are the things that have inspired us to move on and work with the guys here in Salt Lake City to improve them. And, and hopefully now we're going to be able to spread that out even beyond 
our own little tiny window at KSL. I think you said it. I, I, I think there is such fulfillment to be had in this business just by seeing the excitement that other people get from something that, that you're able to create, even if, it, if it's not something that's on the air, putting together a conference. Uh, you were talking about making a long road trip, and it brought back memories for me. I haven't, I haven't driven one of those long road trips, but I remember before the workshop last year when people started to tweet the day before and the night before, like, hey, we're packing up from Tennessee, we're packing up from Louisiana, we're coming out. That was a really gratifying and exciting moment, and I know you're going to see that again when people, when you start seeing those tweets kind of filter in the day before. So that's, that's going to be very, very exciting, and you guys are, are I'm sure, going to put on a great show. You've announced some of the speakers. You mentioned Boyd uh, as the keynote. Any others you can divulge? I know there are quite a few out there. Can we break any news on the podcast? We, I think we're pretty much set um, with our presentation. We have uh, Joseph Huerta from King, who is the West Top Photographer of the Year. He is teaming up with uh, Noel Walker, who now works at NBC in Dallas. They were a reporter photographer team back in Oakland, and they're kind of uh, coming back together to, to, you know, now do their thing once again in front of our crowd in Salt Lake City. That's cool. Uh, that's really cool. Uh our MMJ panel, you, Joe Little, Ann Herbst, Peter Rosen. Uh, we want that to be really interactive. You know, have you guys show a little bit of your work, but also kind of get down into the the nitty gritty of your your guys' job day in day out. Things that can really help people who are kind of in your position or aspire to be in your position. Uh, that's really cool. Peter Rosen uh, is kind of our in-house master storyteller. He's going to talk a little bit about what he does in the field as a one-man band doing long-form features, how he collects moments, how he how he shoots for the edit, how he puts all of the stuff together. So that's really cool. Yeah, and, 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 and we want it to be super interactive. A lot of the people who are just coming out to the workshop uh, who are kind of at the level to where they could be a presenter at the workshop, they've agreed just because we don't have the time to – have everybody get up and present like we would love to. They've agreed to, you know, do critique rooms and, and sit one-on-one -on -one with people and watch their stories. And we're going to make that as super interactive and friendly to the participants in the workshop as we can uh, to really, we, we hope everyone who comes can leave and say, wow, I really got some meaningful pools out of this that is going to now make me a better storyteller. This is the Telling the Story podcast. I'm Matt Pearl. He is John Wilson, chief photographer for KSL TV in Salt Lake. JDubs66 on Twitter, for those of you <laughs> scoring at home, and co-director of the NPPA Rocky Mountain Workshop in Salt Lake City next month. So, John, go ahead and make the pitch. We've talked a lot about the workshop. Why should a working journalist take the vacation time, pay for the flight or gas up the drive, and make the trip out to Salt Lake for the workshop? Yeah, you know, I I love this stuff so much, and I realize that maybe everybody doesn't love their job as much as Matt Pearl and John Wilson and Boyd Hooper and guys like that do. But I, I honestly really believe that if you do this as a job, it's it's incumbent upon you to make yourself as good as you can be. You know, our, our TV stations now, they're not necessarily always focused on making their people the best storytellers possible you know there's a lot of there's a lot to the business of news now that just getting stuff on and getting 
And I think it really is kind of incumbent upon yourself as a storyteller, somebody who wants to advance in this career to do the work and, and do the things necessary to build yourself up, to make yourself as good of a storyteller and as good of a journalist as you can be. Uh, you know, I, I wish that everybody's station could send them out to things like this. And I know that that's not realistic. And I know that it's tough for, you know, everybody to kind of like foot the bill to fly to Salt Lake City and stuff. But I would say even if it's not our workshop, even if it's John Kirtley's workshop in Asheville at the end of June, or if it's, you know, saving up for the next IYP workshop in Minneapolis or saving up to go to Norman, if whatever it is, make it a point in your kind of development in your career to go to one of these things and to really, really go in with an open mind and embrace the things that guys like you and Boyd talk about, because those are the things that are going to make you a better journalist. And the, the few hundred bucks or whatever it takes up front, you'll get back tenfold because you become, you become one of the storytellers that newsrooms really want in this day and age. Uh, and for lack of a better term, you can pass up a lot of your competitors in this business just from having the inspiration and motivation to participate in things like this. And that's, that's the pitch, you know, it's not just come to our workshop, it's go to a workshop, go to training to make you a better storyteller. It's not always going to be the consultant who comes in your TV station. They don't necessarily always have your best interest at heart. They have their best interest of themselves and, and maybe secondarily your station. It is, it is things like these where people like Boyd and you and Joe Little and Peter Rosen and guys who are master craftsmen of this profession are going to teach you to be a better storyteller, which then in turn will make you more marketable, make you a better person at your job. And that's kind of, you know, what we're going for here. I think it's a constant, um, I guess a constant critique of the storytelling state of mind, so to speak, or the, the NPPA world is that it is, you know, that maybe only accounts for about 10% of what local newsrooms around the country are doing today, right? There, there's just not enough storytelling and emphasis on that going on. And I know just in my experience, having put on workshops and, and attended them and seen the reactions, the most frustrating day sometimes for the people who go is the day after when they get back to the newsroom and suddenly it's not, you know, everybody is not motivated like that and everybody's not revved up to just tell a great story. What do you tell people in that situation as someone who, in addition to this workshop, has obviously planned quite a few, has, has gotten so much out of attending them and, and learning from them? What do you say to someone who, who wonders if the industry really appreciates the kinds of things that we'll be talking about in a month? Yeah, you know, it, the, the tough thing, I think the toughest thing I dealt with when I got to Salt Lake City was the fact that we really are a deadline spot news, general news shop. You know, none of our guys are really out telling, you know, long form features. All of our quarterly entries every quarter are 95% spot news deadline. But they're... Those are sometimes are the best stories. Those are the sometimes the, the places where you can really practice your craft. So that then when you do have a back pocket story and you want to go out and tell a feature or one of those things, those are kind of the things that 
we work on and we preach great storytelling is in that deadline story. Great storytelling is in that spot news story. Those are where those are the important stories that we're telling on the news. And if we can tell those in a great kind of storytelling way, then that's the, that's where we're really serving our viewers the best way anyway. You know, I, I, I love a good feature. I love a good feature. I hate a fluff story. (laughs) And so, you know, we really kind of preach that here. It's like you're, you, our job as storytellers are to take the important story of the day and not just tell it to the viewers, but let the viewers experience it, show it to them, give it to them, use the tools that we learn at workshops and things like that to make, this important story better for the viewer's experience. And I really, I really, you know, honestly believe that so much. I I used to, you know, come in on my day off and go in and shoot fluff stories because I wanted to, you know, submit them for quarterly clips and stuff like that. And, (laughs) but it really, it did come down to like, I kind of re fell in love with news and implementing storytelling techniques in to daily news coverage because I think I think a lot of people kind of reach that point where they do, you know, you've been to enough kind of important stories and things like that where you want to, you know, they're important. And a lot of times we kind of let the, the craft fall away and we go into the journalist mode. And I really do believe that there's a way. And I think viewers want, you know, I think they want better quality journalism and better quality storytelling in in our work and i don't think it has to be separate i don't think journalism craft storytelling those are not necessarily separate endeavors they all intermingle and and intertwine to create great work yeah i i really do too i mean some of my favorite stories i've done have been deadline and spot news day turns and that's what that's what the majority of the people that you know, are going to come to workshops like this are going to do. And I think people really need to get out of the mentality that, you know, like NPPA is, is, oh, we're doing features. We're throwing, you know, you know, a ton of meaningless Nat sound into stuff. I think 95% of the people like you and me and the guys at care and the guys at King honestly are journalists at heart. And we've, and if you think, if you really watch the core of a lot of the stuff that we do, is rooted in hard news content and it would be great if we could kind of inspire that into the rest of the newsrooms around the, around the country. And I think this is the way we kind of start, you know, maybe changing the incorrect image that NPPA has and things like that. This is the telling the story podcast. I'm Matt Pearl. He is John Wilson, chief photog at KSL TV in Salt Lake, John, I like to use this last section as more of an advice section for younger journalists. Uh, spread out the conversation a little bit. And uh, I know you mentioned you were in Kentucky for a long while, started off in sports. You and I have that in common. I did not know that we, that uh, I, I knew that I started off in sports and gravitated to news. Did not know that you did the same. Tell me a little bit about your journey as a photographer and how you really developed the skills to get to the point and, and have the success that you've had. Yeah, you know, my dream job growing up was to be one of the guys who sat on the floor at Rupp Arena and shot Kentucky basketball. I mean, I was a huge Kentucky basketball fan growing up. That was my 
dream job. I thought those guys had had it. They'd figured it out. They had made it to the pinnacle of the mountain. And then two years into working at my station in Lexington, I was doing that. And I'm, and I think most people who work in sports, you do get tired of working weekends and things like that. And I love Kentucky basketball. I always did the NCAA tournament trips. But just like I said earlier, it was like you you kind of search for deeper meaning in your work, I think, after a while. And going to those workshops and listening to just Darren Durlach and these amazing storytellers and watching their work, it really, I did get bit by the storytelling bug. And I still loved the sports aspect of it when March rolled around. I was not I I was not having <laughs> a lot of good first quarter entries because I was doing a lot of college basketball when I was working at Kentucky. But I I really did and I ended up doing a lot of really good sports stories I felt in Lexington. Uh but yeah, it that the it really did turn for me going to the workshops and realizing that there's some really good artistic creative, meaningful work that people out there are doing. And I thought I could do that. I felt like I could really do that. And then then I came out to Salt Lake City with a really obviously kind of big challenge. You know, our photographers at our station didn't even edit five years ago. It was almost like wow. a union operation. It was assembly line news. They would go out, shoot stories, hand the video off to editors. And that's kind of how their day worked. <laughs> and then not only to task them with changing that aspect of their job, but then to task these photographers with not only now edit your stories, but now we want you to be one of the best NPPA shops in the country. That's a tall task to ask of a group of photographers who hadn't even edited, <laughs> much less done it well and done storytelling well. It's been an amazing kind of like just changing experience for me to work with guys like that, who you could tell, you know, were fearful at first, but then now are inspired to do good work and inspired to tell really cool stories. And I feel like if you're in that position, if you're a person who is working in this field and maybe you kind of are in a rut or don't feel inspired or feel like you're not allowed by your station to put together the best kind of stories that you think you can. I, I really do feel like giving yourself kind of a weekend like this or something that can kind of re-inspire you or kind of refocus you to work beyond your current situation. Uh, that's me and my assistant chief, Brandon Whitworth, who's my best friend in the world. Uh, I brought him out from my station in Kentucky when I got the job at KSL. And we talk about that all the time. You know, we did, we did good work at a TV station in Lexington that wasn't an NPPA station. It was a grind day turn, much less more than more than a day turn, turn three, four stories a day. We we kind of decided somewhere along the line going through these workshops and things that we were going to work beyond our current situation. And I know that's tough, I think, for people to hear you want the support of your station you want you know but i feel like for yourself if you're going to do this as a career that you almost at a certain point have to decide i'm going to do good work regardless of if anybody's got my back in this in this venture and i think 
coming to things like this, like our workshop, it's re it's kind of getting in a room with people who have your back. And that's, I think the beauty of it more than anything you get to, for a minute, get rid of the, the stressful stuff from your own newsroom and get with a group of like-minded people who are ready to do really good stories and do good work. And I don't know, kind of went off on a rant there. No, but that's beautiful. <laughs> that's uh, I really, I'm really passionate about this. If you can't tell. And it's uh, so, yeah, we would love to have as many people come out uh, and just kind of experience what I've got to experience over the years. And that's kind of, you know, the, I think it's the, it's, the root of good storytelling is just, you know, getting in that environment where you're surrounded by other great storytellers. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, not only did we both start in sports and work our way to news, but the, the aha moment was also very similar for me. I remember just, I had gotten to, I was working in Buffalo at age 25, covering the Stanley cup playoffs ringside and, and covering the Buffalo Bills, the NFL, and I remember kind of thinking, wait a minute, this is everything I wanted to do, and now I want to do other, and now I want to do more, and yeah. and I remember I was I was sitting in Bill's training camp, and we were staying over, it was at a college campus, and I would stay in a dorm room uh, for that week that we were out there, and I remember talking to my parents on the phone and saying, you know, and I was, at, I was in the middle of a contract negotiation at the time, and I remember saying to them, you know, if this is the last contract where I work in sports, I think I'll be perfectly good with that. And I was at 25 saying these kinds of things. And it's kind of like you were saying about Kentucky, like, you know, you'll always be a sports fan. And, you know, there will always be things similar to what you're saying about working in shops that, that, you know, might not fit your passion. There will always be the things that you're passionate about. And you can find ways to either get them into your life or get them into your work, even if it's not exactly what you do for a living. So I, I think there is a, a very nice lesson there in that. And I know for me, I found myself, I wasn't going to workshops at the time, but I was gravitating towards storytelling and just wanting to tell people's stories, regardless of whether they threw a ball for a living. And it sounds like for you, really really getting a sense of what was possible when you kind of got rid of the boundaries and limits of sports really propelled you forward in your career. Yeah, you know, I love... I I love those moments, those games. I mean, being I mean, I was on the I was on the center court in 2012 when Kentucky won the national championship at the at the Sugar Dome at the Superdome in New Orleans. And there's nothing that beats that experience when they're cutting down the nets, winning a national title. Until like two weeks later, you're in another press conference or you're at. <laughs> another football practice and you 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 I realized that like telling stories about people and meeting and really working on the important things of journalism was something that you could really latch onto five days a week instead of those occasional great moments yeah. in sports and I, you know I do and I do think that that is you know there's a lot kind of tied into NPPA and just really kind of wanting to do better work. And your station now is, is one of my favorites, KSL out in Salt Lake. I remember seeing you guys at the Olympics last year in Rio, and y'all brought half a dozen people out there, and you had the best <laughs> pins 
of anybody <laughs> at the entire Olympic Games. I was amazed. I was like, Salt Lake City brought seven people, six people to the <laughs> Summer Olympics? What's going on here? Yeah, we are a big Olympic city. I think we I think we end up having like the best local news like ratings of any city who and it's summer olympics it's not even it's not even winter olympics we our community loves the olympics so yeah we're we're actually on wednesday having our first uh, winter olympics meeting because that's now eight months away yes, sir. so yeah it's uh you know it's a really good tv station and i've kind of fell in love with the city we were out riding bikes this morning and i just look at the mountains and it's so beautiful and I would definitely love for everyone who who can to come out and kind of see what we're doing at our shop and meet all of the other great people from these other great shops that are all finalists for Station of the Year, finalists for Reporter of the Year, the, the, the five amazing photojournalists who are finalists for the Ernie Crisp National Photographer of the Year. Uh, they all really just inspire me on a daily basis. Uh, it's going to be a really cool event, and uh, we would definitely love for everyone to come out and uh, visit Salt Lake City, especially if you've never been here before. All right, very good deal. John, I, I always like to end with that famous reporter's question. Anything we haven't touched on that you wanted to add? You know, I, I just I won't, I, won't, I won't go on a rant here, but... I, <laughs> I really do want to reiterate in this profession, you don't all like the people above you don't always have your back. They want to do, they want to win ratings. They want to beat the guy across town, but it doesn't necessarily always reflect to, we want to make our individual people better storytellers, better reporters, better photojournalists. And I do honestly believe you have to take that on yourself and inspire and put yourself in the position to become great. And you can do that. It's not, it's not very difficult. It just takes a little bit of kind of direction and getting yourself in the room with Matt Pearl and Joe Little and these people who are amazingly inspired journalists who are giving up their time, frankly, and not getting paid to come out and help this profession get to a better quality standard. And I think that's really what we're all trying to do. And so please do that for yourself. <laughs> and we would love to have you start that journey in Salt Lake City <laughs> on June 2nd. <laughs> Good stuff. I, I'm, I'm excited for the workshop, excited to come out, hope to see uh, everyone listening to this out there, and and, and like John said, uh, if, if it's not this workshop, then go to a workshop, but uh, definitely this is going to be an exciting one. So, John Wilson, thank you so much for joining me on the Telling the Story podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much, Matt. And the Telling the Story blog updates every Monday and Wednesday. The website is tellingthestoryblog.com. Rate and review this podcast on iTunes, subscribe to the podcast on Stitcher Smart Radio, and check out my new book, The Solo Video Journalist. Half the people John just mentioned are interviewed in this book. It's good stuff. Check it out. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Telling the Story podcast. We'll see you next time.